I'm Nina Elder, and we're at the Santa Fe Art Institute. So um, two years ago, Sanjit Sefi uh, took over the executive directorship here, and I came in as the residency program manager at about the same time. For the past nine months, we have been doing programming that focuses thoroughly on the terrain of food justice. And um, what that has meant for the residency program is we've brought in 32 different artists and artist collaboratives over the last nine months to develop projects, do research, create programming, um, further their own field of inquiry into what is food justice. And the reason we started doing that is we realized that New Mexico, especially northern New Mexico, is a microcosm where topics that affect us here often don't only have local impact, but they also have national and international relevance. And so some of the problem solving that's happening here, we truly believe has international relevance. Um, and food justice came onto our radar because it's something that everybody's talking about, whether it's food deserts or edible schoolyards or um, seed saving or the loss of heirloom chili in northern New Mexico or um, border issues and relationships to food, um, acequia systems. It's just so relevant to so many other topics. It's an amazing beginning hub to focus on. Um, so as I said, there was 32, there have been 32 artists and artist collaborative groups that have been here. We're nearing the end, um, which is sad because it's been amazing and vibrant. Um, and yeah, what has made it so vibrant, I think, is that when you start talking about food with people, every single person has a relationship to food. And I think every single person then can relate to what these artists are doing, whether it's some, you know, a muralist from New Zealand or a farmer from Chimayo or um, an academic from London, and they're all looking at food. They can all engage in a dialogue because these topics have such international relevance, but then they all can bring their own story that they've brought from their own location. But I've seen um, exponential growth of those stories while they're here because people are dealing with food in northern New Mexico in, way, in a really personal, poetic, and political way. So there's a lot of room for, um, this sounds like a pun, but a lot of room for those new seeds to be planted and for new growth. And one of the coolest things, I just want to say, um, some of the collaborative um, elements. So how SFAI works is that artists come from one month minimum to three months maximum. And um, they might come with a proposal or a project, but we don't hold them to produce something. There's no finished artwork. There's not an exhibition, because we really believe that process and an openness towards process will create a much better product. And it might take years. Um, so what we've seen happening over the last nine months are diverse people coming from all over the world, all with an interest in food and in food justice, and then completely new outcomes happening. And one of the most exciting months was last um, September, and we had a physical theater troupe from Tijuana, um, a circus from Berlin, a medical practitioner from the Bay Area, an Iranian poet, a farmer from Chimayo, and I'm sure I'm forgetting a few other people, but they had never met each other. They only had three weeks together, and by the end, they created this massive collaborative performance 
that took place on a farm in northern New Mexico. It ended up with seeds being shared to refugees from Iran. Um, they traveled to the Mexican border and reproduced their circus there, and now they're at Vedana Shiva's farm in India reproducing their work there. So what three weeks together did was extraordinary. So that's one of the examples I hold of a real success that created justice, I think. Why I'm involved in the arts is because I think art is the ability to ask a question and then allow other people to answer it. Um, and so with something as complicated as food and food justice, we all have a very personal relationship to it. Um, and a lot of times it has to do with our relationship to place, our relationship to economy, our relationship to our families. And so by bringing people together it might not be so much justice, but it's a safe place to ask questions and for really um, unique and diverse answers to come out of that, and then more, uh, more questions potentially. So I think when you're working with communities and socially engaged art practices, it's more about allowing questions um, rather than saying, what's your answer? Yeah, I think a lot of the questions don't point specifically at food once you've been working with it as much as we have been here. Um, and something that I've become acutely aware of is that most of these questions about food justice have a very strong relationship to policy making and personal economy. Those are the two big realms that I'm seeing um, emerge. And, and they're I think a lot of people think those are on opposite spectrums, you know, whether it's the big politicians or the big corporations that influence corporations and how that affects our food system. That seems so far away. And then, you know, what we eat every morning for breakfast or the, if you happen to grow food in your backyard, that seems so different, but they are actually a question and answer in the same dialogue. And that's what I've seen really emerge from these cycles of people asking questions is that um, it's a navigation between those two poles, and um, I, don't, I don't think I can talk about what the answers are, but um, when I think of the huge spectrum of projects and questions and creative collaborations, those are the two places that I see um, a lot of focus around and a lot of kind of pinging back and forth. Is what can I do as an individual? How does that relate to the larger world? And who's controlling this larger world? And then the other side of that is, am I impacting the larger world through the choices I'm making? So I think that sounds really basic, but when you spend as much time as we have here really focusing on that, they become really incredibly porous and problematic places that are very interesting. And When some people think about justice, they think it's like a top-down, it has to come from somebody else and or from a political sphere or from a policymaking sphere but some of the most just moments i've experienced are things that i've been been able to provide for myself and i see artists do that all the time is creating moments of justice it might not be huge and political and affecting a ton of people but it creates a moment and so and oftentimes other people can participate in that moment and that's beautiful and powerful so my art even from the time I was an early teenager, I was really interested in the big systems. I think I was always a rebellious person, so I always wanted to understand the systems that control us, whether we can see them or whether we can't. 
And um, in my earlier life as an artist, that took on some pretty obvious incarnations, looking at industry and factories and um, you know the really visible industrial elements in our landscape. And as I came to own a more creative lifestyle as part of my creative practice, um, that really bled into looking at um, the systems that I was participating in and um, how I could reclaim those. So um, when I'm talking about a more traditional thing, it's paintings and drawings. And then um, about six years ago, I started working with Nancy Zastadil and Aaron Elder um, to build a house and to build an off-the-grid residency program because we really believed that artists know how to do it for themselves and do it together and the whole DIY movement was interesting but to resist a system that tells you that you have to buy a house and that you have to spend two hundred thousand dollars on a house and that everything has to be new we really believe that so much of what we need is at our fingertips so we built a house out of trash basically with um, over five years with a bunch of artists in residence from all over the world. And during that time, um, students from UNM like and you and a few other people came through and we were talking a lot about food because where we were building was um, 32 miles from the closest place to purchase food and um, people were growing food but um, not very successfully because just some social issues were keeping people from growing their food. Um, so it just started a really interesting conversation. So I started spending a lot of time um, on uh, morning, at Morningstar Farm in Taos, which was the first cooperatively owned um, CSA in the Western United States outside of Taos. And I lived there and worked there for a summer and they had a staff of four, but a CSA that was feeding over 6,000 people at that time. So pretty impressive operation on four acres. I had never grown food before. And um, so that led me to where I'm at now, where being an artist, I have a level of mobility between residency programs, or, or I don't own a home, so I move somewhat often between rentals. And um, so I have a potted garden, and I grow a lot of my own vegetables. And in some ways, I don't take myself as seriously as I was when I was farming, but I don't buy vegetables during the summer. I grow them all for myself, so it does feel pretty impactful. And it relates in a way to my art still. I mean, I make big paintings and drawings of, um, of the big systems that control us. And at the same time, I'm growing my own vegetables in my backyard. So I feel like it's looking at the whole spectrum.